Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast, sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, Global Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. I'm Aaron Vantile, joined tonight by sports editor Josh Kirschbaum, sports reporter Dylan Wilhelm, and sports clerk Cody Christian. Cody, how do you like... First appearance, give him his due. First thank appearance you, by Cody. How do you like the title? Yeah, honestly, I have no idea what's going on with that. I did never heard of a sports clerk. Well, now you have. Yeah, yeah I was. You are I was sad first. to. I was sad to hear that junior senior paid intern wasn't uh, allowed as an official position. So, uh, you speak up a little bit. Not 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 now, but you know, going forward, Got you're it. doing great though. You're doing great, Cody. Try my best. Okay. Uh, it was a bad week one for the grid pickers and a good week one. If you like close games, we are talking prep football, which opened up four days ago. Friday. Friday? Yeah, it is Tuesday. It is. Uh, we had five one-possession games. One of those went to overtime. Two of those were won in the final 10 seconds, and only three games hit the running clock. We were talking about this in the when we were coming back taking calls. I was looking at them like... I don't think we had this many close games last year, let alone week one. And I looked it up, and last year in all of September, there were four one-possession games in the area. And we had five in, like, two hours. Good. Uh, Do you think that trend will continue all season? Is it going to be an up-and-down year? Probably. I hope hope so. so. Not if, I mean, not for my grid picking. but (laughs) Well, it just makes your grid picking all the more interesting. I have yet to see any up on my grid picking. Uh, yeah, it's the only we'll, direction you can go now. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to your grid picks, and they were abysmal. <laughs> uh, first game up: Toledo forty-two, Raymond South Bend thirty-five. Toledo was up three scores multiple times, but RSB scored twenty-one straight and tied it with fifty seconds left in the fourth. Toledo went seventy yards in forty-five seconds, and Ethan Carver scored the go-ahead touchdown on a thirty-yard run. Uh, the Weeks kid. Who's the Weeks kid? Eli. Eli Weeks was 9 of 18 for 142 yards passing and four touchdowns. And Trevin Gale had seven catches for 170 yards and three touchdowns. Is anybody surprised? Cody was there. What'd you see? Uh, honestly, I was a little surprised by how close the outcome was and also disappointed that you made me leave at halftime. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. This is this is the place to get all those takes out. Yeah, okay, good. Yell, yell at your boss. <laughs> good, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I saw in the first half, really, uh, Toledo looked really good to me. It's even better than last year, in my opinion. Uh, Raymond South Bend looked like they were missing a few things still, being early on. But when I left at halftime, I really thought Toledo was going to control that game for the rest of it. So Raymond really must have switched something around at halftime, found something that worked. All right, uh, staying in the two Bs, Rainier thirty four, Wakayakum twenty nine. Where was this game played? Kathlamet. Woohoo! <laughs> Good sign for Rainier, as as we all know. Why? It's a tough place to play. Is it now? Yeah, people are always yeah. saying that. Have been for years. I know Cody had fun in Kathlamet last year, so I'm I'm sure. Uh, the Mountaineers trailed twenty nine twenty eight with twenty nine seconds to go after Wakayakum touchdown, but drove right down and pulled ahead with a second left on a Jake Meldrum quarterback sneak. Rainier, better than last year? I think this is what you get when you put them in the West Division with the likes of Wakayakum every week instead of, you know, Napfine and Ani and Kalama and all those guys. <laughs> like, I think you'll see a couple more of these for them. But. All right, great. Uh, the two A's 
however, did less well in close games. Uh, Ridgefield 27, WFS 21. The Bearcats recovered a short kick to open the game, scored on the short field, and Connor Coleman took the kickoff to start the second half back for a touchdown. Other than that, however, they only managed seven points. They were called for six holding penalties in the first half, and they got stopped in the red zone twice in the second. Josh, you were there. Yeah. Thoughts? I mean, Dan Hill called that first half the worst half of football that WF West has played since he started coaching, and Mm. that seemed a little bit hyperbolic to me having watched, I mean... You've seen some bad games. I've is seen what you're some saying? bad games, and I, I mean they—they've had their ups and downs. And last year was definitely a lot more ups than downs. But yeah, they just couldn't get out of their own way. They the six—they had six holding calls in the first half. One caught a touchdown, called back. Two had first downs, called back. And then on defense, it was just they could not stop Ridgefield from getting big plays. It was like they would get him to third and long, and then Ridgefield would go over the top for thirty yards. I think they're just trying to figure it out. They're a couple steps back from where they were this time last year just because they have a few more things to figure out. We talked about last week how last year they really came into the season with everything set. Gage Brumfield looked fine. Um, He didn't have a spectacular game. He also was far from the reason they lost. He was pretty decent throwing the ball. He was their best rusher running the ball. Um, As long as they sort of figure out the blocking and manage to not hold and keep the blocks like hold the blocks a little less and let guys get past them and then on defense just short things up in the secondary they'll be fine um yeah there's i don't think they are state semifinal caliber right now but they've got eight weeks to get there okay uh right here in town elma 21 centralia 14 in overtime the tigers fell behind right out of the gate trailed 14 nothing after a quarter but Dylan Mock scored a seven-yard touchdown run in the second quarter. Kellen Brookledge tied it on a short run in the third. Mock finished with 19 carries for 114 yards. And the Tigers competitive to open things up. Dylan, you were there, not Dylan Mock, Dylan Wilhelm. How are things? Yeah, this one, this is definitely one they, I don't want to say should have won, but they definitely could have won. There were multiple plays that kind of Aaron can say it. went in Elma's way. You guys yeah. say it. Gonna say what? You're the take guy. You can say they should have won. Yeah, they should have won. Sure, it was overtime. It was anybody's game. It sounds like. So yeah, there was a big play towards the end of the first half um, to Landon Jenkins down the seam that got called back due to a questionable OPI to say the very least. Would have put them inside the twenty. Didn't end up scoring before half. They almost recovered a pooch kick in the third quarter that would have gave them the ball back. Just popped free of the pile. Elma jumped on top of it. And then right before overtime, they had the ball at around the 25, 30 yard line with a minute left. Just all these things that you look back on and say, this really probably should have gone Centralia's way. But the fact that they were even in this game and took Elma to overtime, I think is a positive sign compared to where they were 12 months ago. Okay. Uh, the other close game we had Friday night Seton Catholic 32, Rochester 30. The Warriors got the ball back on their own five-yard line, down 32-24 with eight and a half about left on the clock. They went 95 yards in just over seven minutes to score, but were stopped on the two-point try. Tate Kornstrom finished with 135 yards on 26 carries and a touchdown. Mason Armstrong had 138 yards on 17 carries and scored twice. Palmer Watt, 19 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown. They ran for a total of 479 yards. And lost. And lost. How many How many teams you see get 300-yard rushers and still lose a game? Uh, I can't remember any off the top that's, of my head. That's tough. And I mean, Very. that's another one where they put themselves in the chant, in a spot to win that game, which is not 
nothing. And if you remember last year, that this they played Seton and they won nine to eight with, I think they had like 120 yards of total offense. So AJ Easley was saying when I called him afterwards, like you know, ton of ton of good signs. Yeah. Uh, now they just have to finish. All right. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Gobel Septic, providing septic service and portable sanitation for Thurston, Lewis, Mason, Cowlitz, and Grays Harbor counties. They can hook you up with septic pumping, inspection, and riser installation, commercial septic pumping, grease trap services. You never know when you're going to need those. And of course, they will rent you a porta potty and a sink to go with it so you can wash your hands after you do your business. Visit GobelSeptic.com, that's G-O-E-B-E-L, septic.com, or give them a call, 360-736-2167. Oh, it's something funny, Cody? What do you mean? Uh, you're just laughing at the Global Septic guy. We take our septic really seriously yeah. on this yeah. podcast. I'm just, it just makes me happy to see our wonderful sponsors, Josh. Okay. Yeah, they are great. Uh, now, for some games that were less close, Cody, do you have some feelings about this one? Napavine 59, adding a 6. Uh, uh, no na- comment for the time being. <laughs> Napavine got to 40 nothing and then stopped because the halftime buzzer sounded. <laughs> and they came back for the second half and tacked on 19 more just because uh, I'm assuming like the, the reserves, the JV, maybe even the freshmen were in at this point. C team. Yeah. Eighth graders. Uh, Ashton Demarest threw four touchdown passes. Carson Denault caught three passes for 88 yards, two touchdowns. He also returned a punt for a touchdown. Uh, James Gross, two catches, 31 yards, and a touchdown. Cal Bullock took a punt back for a touchdown. Connor Holmes had a pick six. Lane Johnson scored Adnes touchdown in the fourth quarter on a 57-yard run. Just in case you thought Napavine might get out of the gate slowly because of any lull or being sleepy or no, no. Championship hangover kind of thing? No. Okay, Napavine. No. Are we sure they're good? Hmm. I know they're still thinking about that championship loss two years ago. They are. They are very concerned about that. And, and every week it gets a, a little bit further away, and every week they have to reach a little bit longer. But they think about yeah. it every night. I'm sure they do. Um, yeah, Napavine's still good. Adna, who you know? knows? You're okay. not gonna. You're not gonna learn anything from that. Matchup. Yeah, this is not like a litmus test. Uh, the litmus test is, and they had this kind of last year. Was you got that game out of the way? Now your season really begins, right? Well, you could say that right now Adna has the easiest schedule in the state. Exactly, because they don't have to play Napavine <laughs> till at least the crossover. Yeah. Uh. All right. Uh, another game that was not close. Tumwater blew out Burlington Edison forty-nine to six. 11 different T-Birds ran the ball. Jalen Nixon led the way, running for 103 yards, and Logan Cole had two touchdowns. Quarterback Ethan Kastner was 6-for-9 with 112 yards and two touchdowns. Is the new Tumwater the same as the old Tumwater? Well, William Garrow was not lying when he said he had nine guys in his running back rotation because they let nine guys run it and also two quarterbacks. Um, The only other fun stat from this was that I don't entirely know how, but it was 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. So it wasn't like the Adna and Daffavine game where they just blew them out early. It was mm-hmm. it took them 12 minutes, and then I think Tomar scored three touchdowns in the final mi- final like six minutes of the first half, and that was that. Okay. And one other game, Onalaska took on some foreigners, beat St. Thomas Moore out of British Columbia, 46-14. to they led 14-0 in halftime and 22-7 after three quarters. That blew it open with 24 points in the fourth. Uh, they led all area teams this week with 581 yards of offense, 472 rushing, and 109 passing. That's honestly the more interesting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 
Rodrigo Rodriguez, who continues to have just the best name, ran 29 times for 231 yards and a touchdown. And Cody's preseason MVP pick. Yes, yeah, sir. Looking good. Caden Mazingo ran 23 times for 159 yards and three touchdowns, and he was also five of seven passing. Seven passes. Seven. All right. And they completed five of them. That's unreal. 109 yards and a touchdown on Alaska. Are they back? They might be. Who knows? Do we know anything about St. Thomas More of British Columbia? No. Okay. No. I uh, I did my research <laughs> to find their huddle film. and Did you do your own research? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I liked what I saw, but it might just not be stacking up well against the Canadian competition, not for to come down to a place like Onalaska. Are you going to follow St. Thomas More the rest of the year? Do we you have know, to. For we, yeah, we, I just might. Well, you know, St. Thomas More, I'm pretty sure they are in a same the same league with the Canadian team that Napa is going to play in like oh, interesting. four weeks. So there could be actual transitive. For the record, when I talked to Maz after the game, he was probably the least intense, like most relaxed I've ever heard him. He seemed he seemed pretty happy with the way things had gone. Really? Yeah. yeah my dad's my dad's opinion on why Ani won was because St. Thomas More is used to playing with square footballs. If you. Well, that's how things work in Canada. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually if they you're watching get, at South Park, you understand that reference. Yeah. Usually they only get three downs too, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> They're punting. What are they doing? Uh, They're trying to score one point. Yeah. <laughs> how many rouges did <laughs> they try to for? score? <laughs> one point exactly. Uh, let's see. This podcast is brought to you by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. Cody, how are you sitting for furniture? Uh, I'm doing great. I, I don't on? believe you. What you got a you got a mattress you know, hammock? What are you doing? You know, I got a mattress on a box ring. I have no headboard though. You need to visit uh, Elam's Home Furnishings, mm-hmm. elamshf.com, and click the bedroom tab. Okay, get yourself set up. Do I get they, a sponsor uh, discount? Yeah, hundred percent. Sure. Maybe you need a Hyana Queen panel bed. This looks cool. You know, you I drive a, I drive a, past Elam's. Or Elam's every day going to work, and I can never get that sign out of my head, that logo he's got on there. Yeah, it's a cool-looking dude. Uh-huh. He's just like, hey, come buy a bed for me. And you're like, one of these days, man. One of these days I will. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, visit elamshf.com online. Stop by their showroom at 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia. Lots of cool stuff, lots of cool deals. and We're happy they are a sponsor of Sports Dump. And now, time for some games that were, uh, like, the porridge was just fine, I guess, is yeah. uh, neither too close nor blowouts. First up, PWV 26, Mossy Rock 28, or Mossy Rock 8. 8, just 8, just 8. Mossy Rock scored first, PWV ended with 26 unanswered points. Blake Howard, 83 yards, Cody Strozik at 51, and Nate Fluke, was 709 passing for 110 yards for Mossy Rock. Easton Cole went 11 of 18 for 102 yards. And Mossy Rock, uh, and the Vi- he led the Vikings with 90 rushing yards. Uh, any thoughts on this one? Um, Coach Nate Smith, uh, Tyson Portman also got some time at quarterback. And when I met with him in camp, he said that both him and Fluke will be getting time at quarterback. And when he was reading me some of the stats, he said, I told you both was both of them were going to get snaps. So, that doesn't to me just seem like it'll be a week one thing. I'd be surprised if, or I wouldn't be surprised if maybe next week Portman has a big game. And I don't know. It's just kind of just kind of something to keep an eye on. A kind of a two-headed monster, if you will, yeah. at quarterback there. 
And Masriak coach Eric Olikainen said this was gonna this was a big big ask. It was a change for them, and he said they were he was glad they did it, and he would have preferred doing this than you know blowing out some random eight man team was maybe from Canada even yeah <laughs> you probably never even heard of them yeah exactly you wouldn't I, I'd love to introduce them to you but we probably won't be able to see them anytime soon yeah well this um, was their first 11 man game since 2019 2019 when they got reclassified so I don't know how much you learn from either of these I mean none of the numbers really jump off the page it seemed like kind of a by the books everybody's getting used to being back in the football season mm-hmm. yeah and also like it's important to remember PWV was the number three seed in the state playoffs last year yeah and they're playing a eight-man team playing up so like yeah they should win by three touchdowns or whatever um but yeah Mossrock got on the board good for them I think everybody leaves this feeling like you know what this is just fine the porridge uh, yeah the porridge. The porridge is edible, but you're not happy about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colville 34, Tonino 14. The Beavers spotted Colville 27 in the first quarter, and that was that. Any other thoughts? Um, the Beavers seem to be the better team for three quarters. The problem, like you just said, was by the time they started playing up to potential, they were already down 27 to nothing. And at that point, at any level, just coming. Out of crawling out of a hole that deep is just a, as much of a long shot as you can get. Uh, Coach Darren Tinnerstead thinks they'll be fine. Just slow start, five six hours away. I, I kind of it's an audio medium. I kind of just shrugged. There, <laughs> he didn't really seem to make anything of it. More than that was that they'll be okay. Okay, did they go to Colville? They, they did. did. It's a long drive. Mm-hmm. So next week they'll be. I think they'll be back home and. On the black on turf. Saturday, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So th- maybe it's just uh, getting used to having to get get reacclimated to green turf was the problem for him. Right. Yeah, that's always a possibility. Um, next up, Tudor to Lake twenty four. Morton White passed twelve. This was bad. Yeah, Morton White passed never led. They were down eighteen six at halftime. They outrushed the Ducks two hundred forty nine to one hundred twenty one yards, but they threw two picks and lost a fumble. Uh, what? Did Tudor Lake win a game last year? What was no, they did not, and they won one 11-man game in 2021. Is Tudor Lake back? It's just just a, just a roadblock for Morton White Pass. I don't know, but they need to look a whole lot better this week because, yeah, this was probably the, the, the area low point of the week here. Well, that's harsh. This was a shocker for me when it I saw this final score. Everyone I, saw, I talked to was like, yeah, that's not good. Okay. Um, dropping down to eight man, Darrington 56, Winlock 14. The Cardinals had 109 yards of offense and James Cousin, Cousin, Cousin had 52 rushing yards. Not a great start for Winlock. Where to go, but up. I think they expected to have some growing pains early on, which is so many underclassmen starting for the first time. Yeah. All right. Um, speaking of growing pains, Crescent 22, Oakville nothing, 0 0 at halftime. Low score for an eight man game. Yeah. Uh, Gio Rodas was four of 13 for 124 yards passing, and Daniel Rodas caught three of those four for 119 yards. So I'll put five of their passing yards went to one guy. Mm-hmm. When I said last week that the offense was just those two guys connecting, yeah. Um, you were correct. I was. I couldn't believe the score when I first saw it for an eight-man game. As much yeah. as Dylan knows about eight-man football. Yes. I've just nope. been told it's high scoring. So <laughs> 22 nothing was a bit of a shock. But uh, And the other game we had, Montesano 44, Black Hills 7. No stats reported. Shrugs all around. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, this podcast brought to you by AmeriCool Heating and Air Conditioning. Your comfort is their business. They offer full-service HVAC installation services and repair with a 100% satisfaction guarantee with everything they do. Just like us. Just like this podcast. Visit them online at west.americoolonline.com where you can request service with one button, get an estimate with another button, or call their 24-7 emergency service line if you are either too hot or too cold after hours. 360-948-2410. Do we want to go through this week's grid picks or recap last week's? How about we just... Move on to the future, because that's all you can do after a bad week one. Amen. In week one, Josh Kirschenbaum. I said, how about we move on to the future? <laughs> Josh went seven and seven, mid. Dylan, six Porridge. and eight. Jeez. Mid. Uh, I went eight and six, respectable. Cody, boy, what's, uh, what's, do we have a button for, like, sadness? Yeah, there it is. There nice. it is. I wish I had headphones. I was yeah. sad trombones. For- uh, three and 11, <laughs> Cody. You picked Tumwater beating Burlington Edison. You picked Montesano beating Black Hills, as did I. And then you picked Darrington beating Winlock. You know what? If he has to suffer for being a proud Adna alum and standing up for his school, at least he has his dignity. Yeah, you know, I was looking at that pick and I just couldn't do it. All right. Couldn't go with the Tigers. You couldn't go with anybody else that won a game, apparently. <laughs> uh, Jordan went nine and five. Jordan Nalen, our friend from the Daily News, and publisher Chad Taylor was also, well, he was four and ten. So he beat Cody. This might be the first time in a while Chad is like. Beat somebody? Yeah. Yeah. What is, Chad. uh, what's Chad's strategy again for picking teams? Uh, Homer. Homer. All right. Uh, this week's games. We've got, uh, what are this week's games? We've got some stragglers who haven't made their picks yet. Uh, oh, it's on the week two. T- oh, we got a whole spreadsheet here. I see what's going on. Uh, games this week. We've got Centralia at Eatonville. Interesting. It's another 1A school. It's gonna, a different type of 1A school. Yeah, it is. Uh, we're just going to make our picks live. Uh, Josh has picked Eatonville. Dylan has picked Eatonville. I guess I, I should just also. typed in Eatonville, yep. I guess I should also. Eatonville's across the board, Eatonville. except for Chad. Chad has gone Centralia. We'll note that Eatonville got blown out in his first game. I don't remember the last time that happened. They were playing another a 2A like playoff team, though. So. All right. Uh, next game, WFWest at Linden. Linden. Linden lost. Did they? Linden is 0-1. This yeah. is a matchup of two 0-1 teams. Who did Linden lose to? Ferndale. So, 3A, but... They had, uh, they had a 24-game winning streak that got snapped. I was going to say, didn't they win a... Uh, uh, Linden is spelled L-Y-N-D-E-N, Dylan? Just fixed it. Autocorrect did me dirty. Uh-huh, not this like the president. Audio podcast. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. Everybody's going uh, Linden except Cody and Chad. Well, Chad has history in. picking WF West. He does. He picked WFS over Tumwater last year, and he will not Nobody let will ever forget let it. us forget it. We won't let us forget it. Uh, Kingston at Rochester. What what's Kingston's deal? No clue. But Rochester looked decent. I think they looked better. More they showed more in week one than they showed at all last year. So, uh, Dylan, where are you going? I'll go Rochester as well. Okay. I think Jordan's just a hater. Yeah, Jordan has gone Kingston. Everybody else has Rochester there. 
Uh, Tumwater at North Kitsap. What did, where did North Kitsap finish last year? Semis? Second. Second. They beat WF Weston semis. And they won this past week. It was a close game, I think. I forget who they beat. But I think they won on a block field goal. Interesting. This this is probably the best matchup in the state this weekend. It certainly looks like it. Uh, I'm going to be a contrarian and go North Kitsap. And last year, this game was eight to six. Tumwater won on a safety, and North Kitsap missed field, three field goals. And after running every single offensive play they had in the second half in Tumwater's half of the field, they got shut out. Okay, uh, Dylan, I'll go Tumwater. They just looked so good this week. Um, okay, yeah, I'll say that with. 52% confidence. <laughs> With some real caution there. Uh, North Thurston at Black Hills. Josh has gone Black Hills. Dylan? I'll, I'll stick with Black Hills here as well. And, and I will also go Black Hills. Black Hills won 15 to nothing last year, I think. And North Thurston is not world beaters. Black Hills definitely needs a bounce, but this is getting toward must win for them. All right, Adna at PL Willapaw Valley. Josh has gone Adna. Dylan has gone Adna. Um, Cody's gone PW. Just kidding. Cody has <laughs> gone. Everybody's gone Adna except uh, Jordan, who's gone PWV. In Menlo. That, maybe that's a good side for PWV. Oh, it's in Menlo? It's in Menlo. How hard of a place is Menlo to play, Cody? Uh, based on experience, I'd say it depends on the time of year. It's. Uh, I, I covered a really hot Adna PL Valley like. Week one Saturday game at like noon. Exactly. This time of year, it can be 100 degrees. It was brutal. Adna had much humidity out there in the harbor. Adna had much better luck against week two PWV last year compared to crossover week PWV. That is correct. So about 40 points more. Uh, God, I don't know. You know, I'll go Adna. What the hell? Uh, Napavine on Alaska. Everybody else has Napavine. You know what? 68 nothing last year. Go Napavine. I think they're... You think it's be- better or worse than last year for Donnie? Uh, better. I don't think they'll be tickling 70 this year. And is that out of... Is that because the loggers force it or because Faye lets off the gas earlier? A little column A, a little column B. <laughs> Do they score this year? Uh, I don't know. Probably not, but who knows. Uh, Mortnoy pass at White Swan. What do we know about White Swan? They were really bad last year. Yeah, I, uh, I actually played against White Swan last year at about a 4 o'clock game, and uh, one of their players was hauled off in the ambulance on a stretcher during warm-ups. That's just a fun memory for that one. But, yeah, it was, uh, I would say, lack of coaching, but I'd say it's just a lack of everything with White Swan. They had, like, 15 players. Yeah, it felt like I was playing a middle school football team. I felt bad most of the time. I mean, and more and White Pass me. Yeah, more and White Pass needs this one. So, and yeah, yeah. more and White Pass has got to be desperate after last week. Uh, added Ra- motivation for him. Okay, Rainier at Toledo. Josh has Toledo. Dylan, I'll go Toledo as well. Okay, I will go Toledo, and the rest of the board also has Toledo. I remember what was it like two years ago? One of the years that Toledo played Rainier twice. It was like a forty-five thirty-two game, and I could see it going that way with the way that both of these teams played. Week one could be a pretty high-scoring 2B football game. Uh, yeah, let's see. Who's up next? Quilcene and Mossy. Quilcene, Mossy Rock. Quilcene is coming off of a... 66-40 to 40 loss to Nacelle. Interesting. 64-40, something like that. There um, were 100 points in that game. There were over 100 points in that game. You know what? I'll take Quilcene just to be the contrarian, although I hope Mossy Rock plays well. 
Uh, Oakville, it's something called Bridgeport. There's a bridge there. I did look it up. There's one is there, bridge. Is there a port? port? Is it on the water? It, it's on a river, and there is exactly one bridge and one road leading up to the bridge, and apparently that's Bridgeport is the road or something. I don't know. Spot in the road? Yeah. All right. Um, do we know where Bridgeport is? It's on the river. I just told you. Yeah, that. but we got a lot of rivers here. This is the Can you specify the river, please, Josh? No, I can't. <laughs> Hold on. I think We're it's gonna... by, like, I th- actually, I think I saw it. It's, like, by Brewster. By Brewster? Yeah. City of Bridgeport. It's in Douglas County. How close is it? It is part of the Wenatchee, East Wenatchee Metropolitan Statistical Area, and the population was 2,409 in 2010. Well, that doesn't help. Eight of which will be suiting up on the football field. Yeah, at least. Is it by Brewster? Am I right? Uh, yeah, it is kind of by Brewster. Thank okay. you. Okay, all right. Man, imagine being like, oh, Brewster is the big city. It's like when Ani people come here. Whenever, yeah. <laughs> when, whenever we did the all-area shoot, and we'd be like, oh, I'm excited to come to the big city to get my photo taken. Go to town. We had to go to Taco Bell. Uh, Zilla at Tonino. What did Zilla do last week? They beat Ellensburg by one point. They beat Ellensburg? It's not as impressive as it is in some sports. All right. Uh, Josh and Dylan both have Tonino. Cody has Tonino. And Chad has Tonino. Jordan has gone Zilla, and I am also going to go Zilla. Notable for notable for being the last team in the state of Washington alphabetically. Yeah, they always are. Uh, until ZZ Top Academy opens shortly. Uh, concrete at until, until WF West becomes gets named after the Zilstra family. Kevin yeah, Zilstra High of course. School. <laughs> Zilstra yeah. High School. Yeah. Uh, Zilstra Academy. I'm there sure it would be called. Yeah. Uh, and the last one we have concrete at Winlock. Concrete, you know, they have a road that runs. Yeah, they the have school. A, the school goes over a freeway. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I know about concrete. Yeah, pretty cool. Bet you I can guess what the road's made out of. Yeah, <laughs> and the school probably. <laughs> Asphalt, actually, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Three for a curve. <laughs> uh, concrete at Winlock, you guys, Josh and Dylan, have gone concrete. Cody's gone concrete. Jordan's gone concrete. Chad has gone Winlock. I will go concrete. Feels like a Set, solid pick. Yeah. Yeah. Hope it's not too hard of a road for Winlaw. Ha <laughs> um, Tonight is, is tonight the first night of non-football sports, soccer, uh, volleyball, etc. We had a couple soccer games on Saturday, but it is the first night in general of everything. We had Tenino beat Chelan. They went out and faced the goats and hung seven on the goats. Tenino beat Chelan seven nothing behind hat tricks from Callie Mickelson and Abigail Archibald, and then. Tumwater beat North Thurston 5-1 to one and look like they're going to be very good too. But yes, in general, everybody else is starting today. All right. Um, and what are... Do you guys have plans for Friday? For you Friday, I'm probably going to be at Nafvine, Alaska. Dylan is going to be out on assignment. So he's out. Do you want to cover something? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, How far away is North Thurston? Uh, Lacey? <laughs> Lacey. Half hour? Seems pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, we have um, the North Thurston at Black Hills. Uh, Matt Beatty's covering that for us. So, Oh, is he? He is. Where do you think I should go, Josh? I was going to ask if you want to. Linden. You want to go to Linden? <laughs> go to Linden. How far is Linden? Canada. Three hours? Yeah. <laughs> Canada? Take your passport. You could, we'll figure out where you we're You could jump you. over the border for like a 4 p.m. kickoff and then make it back to Linden by 7 if you want to continue studying your Canadian teams. Or do something else you can do in Canada. Are you 18, 19? I am 18. Oh, well, never mind then. Yeah. Uh, concrete at Winlock. Is that a Saturday game? 
it is uh, the last three, the Oakville, Tenino, and Winlock game. So I'll, I'll also be going to the Tenino game. Okay. All right. Uh, well, why don't you just send him to add a PWV? Go to Menlo, man. Go to Menlo? Yeah, don't I you have family ask, out there? But, okay. <laughs> yeah, I have I have conflict of interest on both sides of that game, so it's oh, okay. so it's extra fair. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Take some photos. <laughs> balances have, out. Have, a, have a great time. Yeah. Got some stuff for our Good new old, Instagram that you're running, right? Yes. Good old Krogstad Field. Good plug. We'll plug in the Instagram. <laughs> I would plug it harder if Aaron didn't talk over me there. What? Uh, yeah, go. what is the Instagram handle? In- Instagram handle is at the Chronic- Chronicle Sports, right? Let me look and make sure. You just show the QR code for all the listeners. Yeah, just yeah. look at your screen here. It's just the Chronicle Sports. The Chronicle Sports got some good posting starting tonight. Uh, we're gonna have galleries up pretty much every night. That's good stuff on Facebook. We got some good reactions to that. Uh, the one other newsy thing that I saw that we should mention on the Chronicle, a little shout out. Uh, Tenino soccer coach Dave Montgomery just got announced as the new play uh, PA announcer for UW men's basketball. So oh, really? That's a cool story, and we'll be writing about that in the upcoming weeks. That is a cool story. Yeah. So all right, so he gets to travel to uh, Seattle and all the oh, just home games. Yeah, no, the he he, the, he's the radio PA address announcer, the public address yeah, okay. announcer, not the radio guy. He, <laughs> um, oh, well, he gets to go and get paid to watch that basketball team play which is good because i don't think i would do the transaction the other way around after the way last season went uh when was the last time you covered the uw men's team uh, when i was a senior so 20 2020 all right is that the game i remember they went to asu like right before covid hit and kind alec, of shut everything down alec did that trip yeah. yep yep Alec was in Vegas covering the Pac-12 tournament when everything mm. shut down, and we had to scramble to get him on a flight home uh, before the flights stopped. <laughs> it was a chaotic night. All right. Uh, anything else? Any big hot takes you've got from week one you want to get off? No? Nothing? I, I, I mean, my takes before were just that everything's going to be really contested in the 2B. I think that... Everything's going to be really contested in the 2B South. I think uh, Rainier is going to spring an upset on one of the upper division teams that plays this year. Okay. That's a take. We'll hold you to that. Uh, Follow along uh, online. Uh, Do you you want to plug Twitter or Facebook? Just search us on Twitter and Facebook and you'll find us. It's pretty easy. And then visit cronline.com for all of your sports stories and photographs and probably this podcast too. Yeah, if we decide we want people to hear what we just said for the past yeah. 40 minutes. <laughs> All right, and with that uh, positive note, we're going to close things out. Anything else? No? No? All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah.